lying to yourself, telling yourself things are better than they really are, and then spending even a moderate amount of time trying to con God. Integrity is the prerequisite for lasting change. And in my time tonight, I'd like to define integrity, and then I'm going to try, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and sell you on something, okay? So if you think I'm trying to persuade you, and I think he's trying to persuade me, you're absolutely right. I'm going to try and give you three reasons why being a person of integrity is the greatest thing you'll ever do for you, it'll be the greatest thing you ever do for your relationship with God, and it'll be the greatest thing you do in your relationships with other people. Because what you all know is that when you walk in integrity, you will walk securely. But if you take a bend in the road, if you per pervert your way, you will be found out. Let's define what integrity is. And then let's jump in here together and let me give you three specific reasons why the greatest, smartest thing you'll ever do in your life is to commit to being a person of integrity. The Hebrew word for integrity means complete moral innocence. Webster states, it's a state or quality of being complete, undivided, broken, moral soundness, honesty, or being upright. It's being real, genuine, sincere, it comes from the root word to integrate or to bring things into wholeness with no division. And as I said before, in essence, it's when what you say and who you really are tell the same story. Now, this side of heaven, no one gets it one-to-one. -one. But integrity is, as a general rule, we're not talking about perfection. We're not talking about never messing up. We're talking about on a consistent basis, your life and your words, what you project, are telling the same story instead of, this is what I say, but this is how I live. That's what integrity is all about. It's about bringing your life into wholeness, about being exactly who you say. It's when you say something, I can look in your eyes and I know, that's coming from your heart. It's when you give your word, you keep it. It's being a person of, of honesty, but more than honesty, a person that's authentic, a person that's real. And I, I didn't grow up as a Christian, like I told you, and I got to tell you, us unbelievers, when I watched Christians, I didn't expect them to be perfect. But when they said this and lived like this, I couldn't put up with hypocrisy. You know, if they messed up, I don't mind if someone messes up, if they say, excuse me, I'm a Christian, and you know that cuss word that just came out of my mouth when the hammer hit my thumb? That's really not what God is looking for in my life. I've already asked God to forgive me and I'm sorry. That's not a very good testimony. I, I can live with that. And you know, the guy's only been a Christian six weeks. I mean, what do you expect? Now, let me give you three reasons then. Three reasons why you can't afford to live a life apart from integrity. Reason number one is that relationships are impossible without integrity. They're not hard. They're impossible. First with God. Do you remember the story about the woman at the well? And Jesus stays behind and he has this conversation and he tells you the truth about him. And then they get into the spiritual conversation and she waxes eloquent about this mountain or that mountain and the Jews versus the Samaritans. Do you remember what Jesus said when he talked about an authentic, true worshiper? And it's interesting. I did a little study on the word the Father is seeking, literally, He is pursuing a certain kind of person. Those who worship Him in spirit and in truth. 
See, you can't have a relationship with God until you're honest with Him. And a lot of us spend all kind of time trying to con God. I'll do this if you'll do this. If, if I do this for you, I'll never do this anymore. And we, we play all these games. That's not what God's looking for. What God's looking for is authenticity. He's looking for honesty. He's looking for people who will be straight up and be really honest, even when they're angry, even when they're hurt with them. Psalm 15, I put it in your notes, classic passage. There's only about five verses, but it opens with a question and ends with a promise. And verse 1 of Psalm 15 says, O Lord, who may come into your holy dwelling or your sanctuary? Who may abide in your tent, your holy tent? And then it begins to answer the question, he who walks righteously...